Mac Power Users 225, the 2014 Gift Guide. Hello, everyone. It's David Sparks along with my pal, Katie Floyd. How are you? I'm good, David. Can you believe that it's holiday gift-giving season already? I mean, that's shocking. I love gifts. I, I love do, giving too. giving them. I, I love, love receiving them. I love receiving them. I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the show before, but I have this unhealthy love of wrapping them. Oh, can I like ship you some stuff? Because I, I, oof, mm. I love wrapping gifts I, I, and I go crazy. It, it, it may take me a half hour to wrap a single gift, but it is perfect at the end. Oh, I wish I would do that. I liked wrapping stuff when I was a kid. I like had this whole Katie's little gift wrapping side business because my dad hated wrapping gifts. So he'd pay me like 20 bucks to wrap all of his Christmas gifts. And I use that for my Christmas money when I was a little kid. And the the gifts were just horrendously wrapped. But I guess it was kind of cute. I could do a whole workflow show on it. I'm just telling you. Do you you have do you have special supplies? I do. I do. I have a tape gun that that shoots out double-sided tape. That's essential. Oh, dear. Because you you cannot have tape on the outside of your gift wrap. That's a rookie mistake. I have rulers. I have yardsticks. I I am not messing around. So now you've got sticky stuff on the actual gift itself. No, I don't. I I wrap the paper appropriately. Oh, so you put tape on paper to paper, tape to tape. I use one piece of regular tape, and that is to start the whole process. You really don't want me to start this, Katie. It's going to make you mad. (laughs) But but one other tip is you take, uh, you get on Netflix and you go through all the Doctor Who Christmas specials and you get all the gifts in front of you and you get the paper. And oh, by the way, get the paper with the lining on the inside, not double-sided paper. Get the thick paper with like the ruler lines on the inside so you can cut it appropriately. Do you like sharpen your scissors before you get ready to go? I do. Sharp enough to split a hair. I, I, I don't mess around. I'm, I, could, I, I am not kidding. I could talk about this for 30 minutes, but I'm not going to because I know Katie Floyd would hang up. On I'm, me. I'm actually thinking about checking the little box that says, yes, Amazon, please take my money and wrap my gifts for me this year. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. uh, Katie Floyd. All right. Well, anyway, enough about wrapping gifts. Let's talk about giving gifts. And uh, we're geeks and geeks have a lot of geeks in their lives or even maybe geeks have people in their lives that want to buy them gifts and don't know what to get them. Uh, so Katie and I have been doing this for two or three years now. We go through, we make an effort not to pick things we picked in the prior year. So we've got new picks for you this year. And we thought we'd just kind of bounce it around a little bit and talk about some of our most interesting geek gifts for 2014. All right. You want me to start off this year? Please do, Katie Floyd. Okay. So one of the things that I've been looking at for my personal list this year is headphones. And I've, I've I've tried different, I've never been an audiophile and I've always just had the Apple earbuds. And then I started looking for noise canceling headphones. And I went through this whole thing of, I bought some monoprice noise canceling headphones and I still have those. I actually keep them at the office, but then they were too big and I bought the little monoprice earbuds. And then I figured out, well, you know what I really need? I I really just want some wireless earbuds because I can use them at the gym and they're not going to get tangled up and I can, you know, use them when I'm working around the house or when I'm working in the yard. I don't have to worry about the cord. So I, I've decided 
the new headphones that I'm I'm looking for are just reasonably sounding wireless and ear headphones. And I've I've got a couple that I'm looking at specifically. Uh, one is the uh, the Power Beats Two wireless in ear headphones, and I've, I've I, these were brought to my attention by a tweet that uh, Tim Cook sent out with I think it was a LeBron James ads for for Beats because you know Tim Cook is now all about the Beats, uh, and so those look pretty cool. Uh, they're a little expensive; they're like two hundred bucks. And that's that's the one thing that may keep me from getting them. But they're they're pretty classy looking. The the only ones I would consider are the white ones because they would match my iPhone. And they're the other ones are kind of crazy colors. They've got like blue and pink and purple and and red and all of that. Um, but every everybody people tend to like the the beat sound and um, they're they're pretty minimalistic. So they've got you know universally pretty good reviews on on Amazon. Uh, a couple of people don't. People seem to either love them or hate them. It's like five-star review or one-star review. So, you know, that's Amazon for you. Yeah, I'm going to, uh, even though I have a website called Max Sparky, I'm going to trash on Beats headphones right now. Okay, go for it. My, my kids like Beats, and I don't know if it's... Is it the they, brand? They, I don't the... know. I mean, they like them. And when I let them listen to my other, I have some Shures that are good headphones. They, they don't like them. So... And, and the knock against beats, which is no mystery, is that they're very bassy. They have a lot of bass in them. And I, they're just not very good for listening to the kind of music I generally listen to. So uh, even though Apple bought them and I love Apple products, generally, I'm not a fan of the beats. Uh, but uh, I did buy a set of headphones this year that I that I, I could recommend. Okay, let's hear about them. And they're, uh, they're Bluetooth cans as well. And it's the Jabra Revo. And these are, I've had them about six months now. I got them on one of those deals. You know, there's so many websites now that have deal of the day. Somehow somebody sent this to me and they were a hundred dollars. And, and normally like on Amazon right now, they're 180. Right. So I, so I jumped in and got them. And like you, I um, go around the house a lot doing stuff and I kept catching my, um, my white earbuds on door handles. That's yeah. exactly what I would do. And I would either pull them out or I would just like fly backwards because I would get caught. I mean, that's a great yeah. picture, but it happens, you know? Yeah. And the, um, uh, one trick there is I just, you drop the, the phone down your shirt and then you just put the phone in your pocket and you haven't got any cords flying around, but I wanted something even better. I wanted the ability to do this wirelessly. And I went and read the reviews of the Jopper Revos and they frankly are a little bassy too, but they're definitely not as bassy as my kids beats are. And they're wireless. They plug into a mini USB port and they're full on cans, or I guess that what they call their on ear. They don't cover your ear, but they go right on top and they've got nice little foam on there and they sound pretty good and they go a long time and you can connect them to two devices. So I have it connected to my iPhone and my iPad. And I don't listen to that much music on them because usually when I'm walking around the house doing stuff, I'm listening to an audio book or a podcast and they're great for that. They're good for music. Uh, for music, I generally kind of just crank up the Sonos and make everybody in my house miserable instead. But if you're looking for on-ear uh, cans, I think the Jabra Revo is a pretty good selection. Now, just out of curiosity, why on-ear versus earbud? Because I, I figured earbud would be nice because they'd just be smaller and I could throw them in my gym bag and, you know, they'd be, I, I walk a lot around my neighborhood and, you know, I wouldn't be walking with these big clunky headphones on. So why'd you go for the cans? I just because they, uh, they, they were, they were reviewed very well. And the few times I've tried the in-ear or the earbud, one time I bought a set of the Bluetooth earbuds and I ended up sending them back because they wouldn't stay in my ears. And it always felt like they were precariously hanging on my ear. And I wanted something that was just firmly going to stick on there as I'm, you know, I, I wear these things when I'm pulling weeds or, 
you know, doing a whatever, walking around the house. It's great. The, um, oh, and the, another, another nice feature is they've got controls, I believe, on the right ear. So if I just tap it, it'll stop. So if somebody starts talking to me, I can turn it off without having to reach into my pocket. And it's got a, a sensor, kind of like an old iPod, where you, if you spin your right finger around on your um, right ear, uh, clockwise or counterclockwise, you can increase or decrease the volume. And if you tap on the right or left side, you can you know advance the track. So it's got nice controls as well. Oh, that's a nice feature. I'm, I'm, you know, I may have to look at that. I may have to reconsider my earbuds. Uh, the other ones that I'll just throw in there kind of is a, another one that I'm looking at. They're significantly less expensive, but they're pretty universally well-reviewed, are the Jaybird Blue Buds X Sport Bluetooth headphones. Um, they're they're not Beats, but they're, they're pretty universally well-reviewed, and they're also earbud-style headphones. Again, not as flashy, um, but people seem to like them for, for working out and just having pretty small form factor earbuds, so other ones to consider. Okay. So you've got your tunes figured out for yeah, Christmas. Got some options. Why don't I have we, figured out? Now you've given me stuff to think about. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm letting you question your assumptions. That's good. Yeah. The, um, there's a couple items that we put on the list this year that are appropriate for road warriors. And I thought that they were both worth bringing up, even though we've done a couple shows on travel. These are new things. You want to go first? Uh, Road Warriors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one that I, I recently heard about on uh, Systematic, you know, Brett's excellent podcast here on 5x5. And he was uh, interviewing someone who was uh, who traveled quite frequently. And it's the Edimax, I may be pronouncing that wrong, N150 wireless personal hotspot. And it's really cheap. It's only like 18 bucks. So the problem that this solves is is one that we've had people write into us about regularly. You know, I'm traveling, I'm going into a hotel room, and I want to be able to um, connect to the Wi-Fi, or the Wi-Fi isn't great, I want to be able to repeat it. But sometimes the hotel rooms charge by device, and so you want to be able to rebroadcast that on your own network, or maybe you're taking an Apple TV and you don't necessarily need your Apple TV. You want your Apple TV to be on the network too, but it doesn't have one of those web interfaces, and so you need to figure out how to get your Apple TV on the network and share that connection. And so this thing is is pretty cool. It's, it, you know, the size of the uh, lightning to, or even the USB to Ethernet adapter that will come with a, a MacBook Pro or a, a MacBook Air? Yeah. It's, it's about that size. And in fact, it looks a lot like that, except the cool thing is, is that it has a USB dongle that will fold back into it. So it's, it's really teeny tiny. It can actually fit in the palm of your hand. Um, and it, it does a couple of things. Uh, number one, it will actually work as an Ethernet dongle. So if you just want to add Ethernet to your device via USB, it will do that. Um, number two, it will also work as a wireless hotspot to connect multiple wireless devices um, to an existing Ethernet connection. So, um, And then it has a web interface that you can use to log in. So you can either power it via USB or you can just plug it into your computer to plug directly into an Ethernet port. So it will allow multiple devices to connect to the same network connection and it will rebroadcast a network connection. And you can log into it using a, a web portal and configure it. So it's kind of so, like a mini airport express, but kind of limited in features just to rebroadcasting another Internet connection. Yeah. And so if you go in a hotel room and they just got an Ethernet cable sticking out of the wall, which is still the case in a lot of places, you can create your own little wireless network in your room. Right. Or you can rebroadcast. It's got a wi Wi-Fi 
um, hotspot in there, it, you can you can connect to the hotel's Wi-Fi and it will rebroadcast that on yeah. your own network. Um, now, the one thing that I couldn't quite tell in in the specs is it it seems to be only eight hundred two eleven B, and I just can't imagine that that's right. Yeah, we had one of these as well. Um, uh, a listener in the show uh, in one of our feedback episodes, I believe, was a yeah. pilot and sent right. in one as well. I, I don't remember which one he sent in though. I should probably have figured that out before we went online tonight. Oh, we've got a link to that in the in the show notes as as well. Um, it was in uh, listener two, uh, two uh, episode two hundred two. It was the TP Link travel router. It's twenty bucks on Amazon. Kenny, you are so of organized you. sometimes. I can't believe you don't wrap your own presents, though. Well, I'll ship them to you, and you can wrap them. I do. Um, and that is the uh, – there'll be a link in the show notes. The TP-Link TLWR702N. It's a little more expensive. It's still it's, – no, no, I'm sorry. Two dollars, you mean? No, it's <laughs> – actually, it's one cent cheaper, I think. Uh, it's 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 uh, What I wanted to say is it's a little bigger. It's a little bigger. It's it's um. Mm, the the other thing is kind of like dongle size, and, and this seems to be a little teeny tiny kind of a USB adapter size box. All right, I'm going to turn this one up a notch. There's a new device out. I actually wrote it up on Max Sparky a few weeks ago called the Who2, which is a company that apparently exists that I've never heard of, but they've got several products like this. So it's H-O-O-T-O-O, TripMate Elite. And this looks a lot like the old style Airport Express. It's a... um kind of a, a oversized wall wart. It's got a plug built right into it so you can plug it into the wall. And this does multiple tasks for your trip. The first thing it is, is it's a wireless in-speed uh, travel router. So it does the things like Katie was just talking about. You could plug an Ethernet into it and broadcast wireless, or you could um, use it to you know increase the signal in your room. It's also a USB storage and Wi-Fi media sharing device where you can plug in a USB stick on it with a movie and then broadcast it through its own Wi-Fi to your iPad or iPhone with an app that you would download. You with me so far? Katie? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I thought I lost you there. No, I'm sorry. And then... And then the best part I haven't said yet, it's got a 6,000 milliamp battery charger in it. So you can plug it into the wall and it charges a battery inside it. So you can throw it in your bag. When you're in the airport, you could plug into it to recharge your iPhone or on the airplane. And then when you get back to your room, you plug it into the wall to rebroadcast the room Wi-Fi. And at the same time, you're recharging your rechargeable battery. I just think it's great. So is this kind of like that Kensington device, the Kensington power light thing that I like so much? Yeah. Well, it, it, that's one of the features, but it doesn't have onboard storage. You've got to plug a right. thumb well, drive in. Neither it. does the Kensington. You've got to plug in a thumb drive or a, a, a mini USB stick thing. Okay. Well, there is a version of that Kensington one that has onboard storage, but this one doesn't. Okay. And so you've got a battery, a Wi-Fi repeater, a, a router, an in-speed router, and... Um, I don't know. I'm missing something else. And a uh, 6,000 milliamp batteries. It's just, it's all in one device. It's, it's a great idea. I don't own one yet. I haven't gone on a trip since I found it. So I, I can't bring myself to go buy one until I actually need it. But I, I did list it on the website with a, um, with a nice little um, discussion of it. And since I posted that, I've heard from three different people who read uh, Max Sparky who have bought them. And 
each of one of them was very positive and said they really like it and they're using it all the time. So that'd be a nice device. And that's a lot more expensive than what we were talking about before on Amazon. It's in the neighborhood of about 50 bucks. Okay. Well, I want to keep moving on and talking about uh, iOS accessories, but maybe before we do, I want to take a quick break and talk about our first sponsor for this episode. And it's actually a returning sponsor back to Mac Power users. So I want to welcome Backblaze back to the show. Now, Backblaze is easy online backup for only $5 a month. It is Mac native. They were ready for Yosemite on day one, actually before day one, because they were ready for the betas. And they have got unlimited, unthrottled, uncomplicated backup. Uh, Now, Backblaze is the backup that I personally use for my Mac. I've done other backup methods before, and I was convinced to try Backblaze at Macworld last year. I came and I spoke to those folks. In fact, I've got a blog post talking about that if you want to look that up on my site about why I made the switch to Backblaze. They convinced me to try it, and you can too. There's a, a free trial on their website. You can start for 15 days, no credit card required. Just enter an email address and a password, and you're good to go. Um, and they had me after their 15-day free trial. Uh, the backup speeds were very fast. I was finding that I was taking full advantage of my upload capacity here to, to upload my files. Um, And I was able to get all of my files backed up easily within that 15-day free trial. And I was easily able to restore files. I did a couple of test restores. You can easily restore a single file or all of your files through their web interface. And they also have an iOS interface so that you can access your files and share any of your backup files if you want to do that too. Uh, With... um, You can also get email alerts and notifications for added peace of mind just to let you know that your backups happened or they didn't. Uh, Backblaze is Mac native. It was founded by ex-Apple engineers. It runs natively on your Mac. No wacky Java or anything like that. Um, And it will also run on PCs. So the way that Backblaze works is you install it. By default, it will back up all of your documents. You can go in and you can customize it even further. Um, it's designed to back up your, your documents, your files, and your folders. And you can go on and, you know, with a few clip, uh, simple clicks on their system preferences, um, you know, customize it even further. Uh, any type of um, thing you can throw at it just about, Backblaze is going to be able to back it up for just $5 per month per computer Unlimited, unthrottled, uncomplicated backup. They'll even back up certain types of hard drives that you have direct connected to them. Um, I've got over a terabyte of data up in Backblaze, and no complaints or anything. So simple. Don't even have to think about it. Just install it, and it does the rest. In fact, it is so simple that I have now getting, gotten gift uh, subscriptions to Backblaze for most of my family members and said, you know what? Here's a one-year gift subscription to Backblaze. I'm going to take care of this for the first year for you. We're going to get your backblaze, t- your backup taken care of, and we'll go from there. So check them out at backblaze.com slash 5 by 5 and get started. Thanks so much to Backblaze for their support of the show. I've got my iMac, you know, backing up to Backblaze, my, my fancy new computer that I'm still loving. Yeah. And I've got my Drobo 4th Gen uh, attached to it. Oh, yeah. Because that's and USB I, direct connected, so it'll back ex- straight up. Exactly. Now, I haven't enabled it yet in Backblaze. I wanted to finish the iMac first, and I think I've got about another week until that's done. But then I am opening the floodgates. I'm going to have like four gigabytes or something, or four terabytes when I'm done with this. Right. Uh, anyway. Throw it out. of that. Yeah. Okay, Katie Floyd, what's next? Well, kind of keeping with, um, with the 
the accessories that you were talking about, you were you were talking about the Hutu accessories. Um, they actually made my list as well because they make USB charging ports. I've been I've been looking for a USB 3.0 hub. And I'm getting to the point now where I have enough USB 3.0 accessories that I'm going to have to start adding a USB 3.0 hub. And so where did I go to figure out what the best USB 3.0 hub is? I, I went to one of my favorite sites, the Wirecutter. And did you know, I, I believe Dan Frakes is now working there. Yeah, is that great? Oh, yeah, that's they're, they're so lucky to have him. Um, yeah. But if you go to the Wirecutter, they're, they're notorious for telling you, you know, we're going to review 30 USB hubs and tell you which one we think is the best. So it's like if you just, if you just want to know what is the best... X of whatever. The, the wire cutter is the place that you want to go, especially now that, that Dan is there. So I went and looked into USB hubs and, and their pick for the best USB hub was the Hutu. It's a seven port USB hub that has some charging ports as well. So you can not only connect these things and, and have them sync up in, with your computer, but it's got some dedicated charging ports so that you can have um, you know high power charges to iPhones and iPads and things like that. So there's one there. Um, I've got a link to it. It's, it's 50 bucks. And then just to throw in an alternative, Amazon as, also has one from our pals over at Anchor that looks pretty similar for 30 bucks. It doesn't quite give you as, as many ports and chargers, um, but it's it's got, a I think, six ports plus one charging port that, that may work for you uh, that's a little less expensive if you don't quite need as many. Anchor is a company I kind of discovered this year. Um, you know, these, these third-party manufacturers seem to be, like, rotating in a lot of ways. But Anchor, like, that that device, and it's not in our, our pick list because we already talked about it once this year, but that device where you plug it into the wall, and I think it's got five charging USB ports on it, which is amazing for a trip. That's another device we talked about on the show, and we've heard from a lot of listeners and readers who bought them and love them. So if you're somebody who wants to have an easy way to charge a lot of iOS devices, you might want to put that on your Christmas list as well. I'll throw a link in there. Yeah. The, um, uh, it, I, I am actually very interested in that wire cutter book, the, the Hutu, um, the Hutu one. It looks like a really nice product. Right. And the other thing about the wire cutter is they also say, so this is our pick. This is why we picked it. But if you're looking for something a little less expensive, here's an option. If you're looking for something a little different, here's an option. I mean, so they give you lots of options. Yeah. In fact, if you're, if you uh, want another place to go to look for ideas for gifts, the wire cutter would be a good place. And the sweet home, which is their, their other uh, website, which is more like home stuff. Like I bought my bath towels there. I wanted to get good bath towels and I went there. And they had uh, they had a uh, article called "What Are the Best Bath Towels for Your Wet Naked Body?" How could I resist that? Yeah. Okay. I think I made you blush again. The sweet pantry, home. kitchen, bathroom, garage—they got it all covered. But anyway, uh, I think I'm digressing. So let me pick one from my list. Uh, this one falls in the home automation stuff. And if you're like me and you've invested way too much money in these Hue light bulbs. Um, maybe you want to walk in a room once in a while and turn on your lights without having to pull your phone out of your pocket. Uh, they have a new device called the Hue Tap Switch, and uh, it's a circular device. You can stick it on the wall or screw it on the wall or put it on a table, whatever. It's got four buttons, and it, it uses a mechanical push, so it actually generates the signal with a mechanical press, so there's no battery in it. 
and it allows you to have three different light settings and a way to turn them all off. And since we've got these now in our kitchen, we have those can lights in our kitchen. So I bought the hue bulbs for it. Now I can do it all with the hue tap switch. All and, right. Uh, so explain to me how this works. The, the tap switch has like three different switches on it. Yeah, it's kind of hard. You have to look at it. If you're listening to this, go look at it on the web. So it's a circular device. And on the device, there's a large button. And you press basically anywhere, almost anywhere on the bu- on the device, and you're pressing the button. And I use that to turn them off. And then embedded in that large circular button are three smaller buttons. And you can press one of those three buttons. And I have those tied to different light recipes in my Hue system. And the reason I bought it is because I'm a nerd, but my family isn't necessarily. So uh, they didn't under appreciate the idea of having to pull their phone out to turn the lights on. I don't know why. It's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, so, you know. so, I, so I bought this switch, and everybody's happy now. So you just press that, and it turns the lights on. And we have the three different recipes for the kitchen. You know, like the low lighting, the bright, and kind of the colored lighting. And we're using it all the time. So it's called the Hue Tap Switch. And uh, it's a nice accessory if you're into the Hue lighting systems. And you can put this tap switch anywhere. Like one of my big regrets when I was designing this house is I, I now wish that I had put a light switch right next to my bed so that I can read at night and then just, you know, reach over and switch the lights off without actually getting out of bed because, you know, I'm on nice and comfy and I guess yeah. I could do that with my phone now, but I could put this tap switch right next to my bed and I could hit a button and I could have one of my set modes. I'm Hypothetically, I haven't bought any of these bulbs yet. They're still on my list, but I didn't repeat them because they were on my list a couple of years ago. But if I put these bulbs all throughout my house, I could say have one program that just turns all my light bulbs off like a good night mode and maybe have one program that just like turns all the bulbs in my in my room off. So like a, a reading or a bedroom mode and then I could still have one left over, right? Correct. Okay. It's a nice device. Uh, Your turn. My turn. Okay. Um, Well, you were talking about Anchor, I think. I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Anchor is a a company that we just kind of discovered because of that very cool um, uh, charging port. And they also make some pretty cool battery packs. I've been I've been looking for a new battery pack because the iPhone 6 and the iPhone 6 Plus have the ability to accept a fast charge. And so they will charge at the 2.1 amps. Is it amps, milliamps? The faster the faster level, anyway. Every time we go there, I just get so scared I'm gonna screw it up. And I'm oh. gonna get a mean message from and then, Dr. And then, Drang. No, I asked Dr. Drang. He says he doesn't do electricity. Okay. Yeah, so well, we're either safe. way. Yeah. I think it's 2.1 amps. A. But I'm not yeah, sure. 2.1 yeah. A, whatever that is, amps. Yeah. Um, so I was looking for a, a new battery backup that I'd been wanting one for a while that would charge two things because, you know, now I have an iPhone and an iPad. I mean, I always did before, but I was wanted a double charger and I wanted one that would fast charge. And so I found this Anchor second gen Astro E5, get this, 16,000 milliamp external battery. What was that other thing you were talking about? Six, 6,000? Yeah, 6,000. Yeah, 16,000 milliamp battery. This thing will um, charge an iPad one and a half times. I mean, finding a battery that will charge an iPad, period, is hard enough, but this will charge an iPad one and a half times, or it will charge your iPhone like seven times. Nice. Yeah. And How heavy is it? Is it, uh, is it big? Um, when I opened it, it was bigger than I thought. It's bigger than my iPhone, quite a bit. It's yeah. um, it's definitely a put it in your bag and not walk around with it. I mean, I I still have a um, 
I still have a little Mophie, like deck of card size battery pack that I'm going to keep for, you know, like my walking around with battery pack. This is, this is more of a, a stay in the hotel room or throw in my bag battery pack. But this yeah, is I, something, I mean, you could go for, for a week on this if you went camping. Yeah, nice. Nice. I have an anchor as well. It's the second gen Astro 6400 milliamp. So it's quite a bit smaller. It's it's $26 on Amazon. And the thing I like about it is it has a nice LED on it that easily displays the charge level because you get these things and you don't know if it's charged or not. And uh, this one, it's just it's a motion sensor. So whenever you move it, the, the LEDs, there's a circle of LEDs. If they're all lit up, then it's fully charged. And um, I, ha- I have bought a second one. I'm going to give it to my, my daughter who's in college because I just know that she's not good at keeping her phone charged all the time. I want her to keep this in her bag. So so that's a, that's a nice one, too. Yeah. Well, and I, sh- I should mention, this is only uh, 40 bucks for this. I mean, these are these are getting very, very reasonably priced. And um, from time to time, in fact, again, Dan Franks, who we were talking about earlier, uh, he you may see him on Twitter. You should follow him just for this, because for whatever reason, he finds the deals and he tweets them out. Uh, I, I, they just had a $10 off coupon. And I think they do that pretty regularly. And he tweeted it out that, hey, $10 off if you use this coupon code. And um, boom, done. So I it's got it. To- I got it for only 30 <laughs> Yeah, something I've noticed in the last year or so is that the first of all the batteries have got much cheaper, the external batteries, and they have also got more interesting. Like they're starting to put things with them. I was looking at one the other day that you know because I'm looking for my daughter, and they've got one that's got a high uh, powered LED flashlight built into it. I'm like, it's got you know it's got battery there. Why not? And uh, so I haven't really decided which one I'm going to get yet, but I thought that that'd be kind of nice if she had one with a flashlight built in. And uh, my wife just uh, saw a Kickstarter. She pointed out to me because we were talking about the show today. Um, what, that's a um, it's a compact, you know, for a woman's purse. It's got a mirror in it, but it's also got a big old charger in it. Right. I thought that's kind of clever. You know, if you carry one of those things, why not have some juice in there? Usually they're kind of empty. Yeah, I, I saw one and I, and I think Anchor also makes it as well. That was, they call it the lipstick, but it was, it was quite a bit larger. It was the uh, circumference of a, of a thing of lipstick, but it was a, a good bit longer, but it was still pretty small. I mean, you could easily drop that in a person and lose it. And, and it certainly wouldn't, it would charge your iPhone, I think one and a half times, but there's something to be said about just having something that's small that you can really take with you anywhere and know that you can fully charge your iPhone in the, on that thing. Agreed. Um, hey, before we go on, I'd like to do an ad read for our friends at Harry's. Uh, did you know that this month is what they call Movember? Say that again. It's what? M- Movember. Not November. Movember. Movember. Yeah, so you can work on your handlebar mustache. And Harry's.com is the official razor partner of Movember. And they will be there for you this entire Harry month. Uh, whether or not you grow your mo with uh, Harry's, you can get an amazing shave and do good by supporting Movember's quest to fund research on important men's health issues. So, what is Harry's? It's a uh, it's an online service where you can order superior quality razors and shaving gear. It was started by two guys passionate about creating better shaving experiences for all men, and 
you know, if you uh, are out there and you've gone to buy razors, you know how terrible it is. You go in the store, they've got these locked cabinets, they treat you like a criminal. You can't get over how much they charge. I mean, there's a whole paradigm out on the world. Let's say you give the razors away and make the money back on the blades. Well, they, they're still doing that to us. And they come up with these goofy razors. Harry's just makes a quality product and ships it to you. Um, so how do they deliver the superior shave? Well, first thing they did is they found really great a really great blade factory in Germany. And they said, you know what? We're just going to buy it. So the blades are made by their own factory in Germany. And they create some of the world's highest quality blades for almost a century. Then the next thing they do is they cut out the middleman. You don't have to go to the retail store and pay everybody in the distribution chain. You're going straight to the manufacturer. So you get the amazing shaving gear at the fraction of the price of the drugstore brands. Uh, their starter shave sets start at about $15. And that includes a razor, three blades, and the shave cream or the new foaming gel. I just got the foaming gel, Kitty, and I am on team foaming gel. I like that much better. Does it, uh, does it that, have a smell to it? I've been wanting to ask you. Is it got uh, like a... I have a very poor sense of smell, so I don't, I can't really tell, Okay, but it, it works for me. Yeah. And, um, they also have their, uh, aftershave moisturizer now, so they, they're messing around. And if you like Harry's, you can get into it. You can get custom handles. They, they you can go crazy with this stuff. In fact, this would probably be a pretty good gift pick for somebody. If you wanted to have, you know, their mail order raising supplies to show up for them and shipping is free. Don't you hate it when you go online and you find something you really like? And you click buy and you think you've got the budget just right. And then all of a sudden they add another 10 bucks because of shipping that you don't have to do that with Harry's. They just send it to you. Uh, Satisfaction's guaranteed. I am a user of Harry's and a subscriber. I'm, I'm totally in with this now. I love it. And uh, you can as well. So go to harrys.com and they'll give you $5 off. If you type in the code Mac power. Okay. So that's no users. It's just Mac power. M A C P O W E R with your first Paris with your first purchase, and that's harrys.com, and enter the coupon code MACPOWER at checkout for $5 off, and change the way you shave forever. Check it out, and maybe talk to someone else in your life if they may want to get into Harry's. This is a this is an excellent gift opportunity, I would say. So thanks, Harry's, for supporting the show. All right, well, somehow you have tricked me, and I have gotten ahead of you in our list, and you've got more things left than I do, so that means you got to catch up. I have a big list, Katie Floyd. Oh, it means you want a lot of stuff. List. These were all equalized uh, at one point. But well, tell me something else on your list. This is stuff I want to share with people. But the, uh, Okay, so here's one I bought for myself this year. We went on a vacation, and and Daisy and I were talking. We thought it'd be nice to have a pair of binoculars. Uh, and so I bought a set, and actually I went on Wirecutter, I believe. I don't remember. Why. I went all over the place, but I ended up getting these Nikon Monarch 8 uh, binoculars. And so I've had them now about six months and I use the heck out of these things. I can't get over how often I use binoculars. I hadn't owned a pair since I was a kid, but we really liked them. The moon was full the other night. We went out and we're looking at the moon in the binoculars. I go on a lot of hikes here in Southern California and it's great to see the, the animals and the birds. Maybe it's goofy, but if you haven't had a pair of binoculars in a long time, maybe it's time to go check some out. I don't know what else I can say about that, but I like my binoculars. Okay. I, you know, I haven't used binoculars, I, I don't think, since I was a little kid either. It's kind of fun. Like, like I, I have um, a nice comfy chair in the backyard where I like to do my writing when it's when the weather accommodates. And then I hear, you know, the birds because we've got a lot of wildlife where I live. And it's fun to just take the binoculars out with me and just kind of track them down. Uh, maybe I'm going to become one of those bird people, right? What are they called? Birders? 
Mm, yep. Okay. When I when I when I you know as I slide into old age, maybe that'll <laughs> be what I do. We'll start a new podcast: bird watching power users, something it, like that. Not we. And and, and gift wrapping tips. <laughs> <laughs> That will be on the optional, optional extra show that we okay. do every month. Yeah, yeah. The, these cost about three hundred dollars. They have a slightly uh, cheaper version that is also very good. I went a little nuts, and that's maybe why I use them so often. I want to justify the purchase, but I, I really do like them. So get yourself a pair of binoculars. What about you, Katie Floyd? What's on your list? Okay, well, I'm going to pivot a little bit, and my next pick is a book, and it's one that I was introduced to on some of my Curly's podcasts over on Relay.fm, and the book is called Iconic, a photographic tribute to Apple innovation. The author, and I'm going to butcher his name a little bit here, so I apologize, is Jonathan Zufi. Uh, it's got a foreword by a couple of people you may have heard of, uh, Jim Darable, who's got a podcast here on 5x5, and also Steve Wozniak. And Iconic, it's available on Amazon for seventy or for $57, or there are a couple of different versions over at iconicbook.com. And this is a coffee table size book, uh, hardbound, like I said, a couple different editions, but it is a photographic tribute to Apple innovation. And it will take you on a tour of um, the products throughout Apple's history. It starts with some of their earliest products from the Apple One. It goes through their peripherals. It even has photography of prototypes and different types of Apple products and uh, iPods and iPhones and um, even products that never quite made it to market. And if you go on their website and learn a little bit of the making of the book, it's really just fascinating about how Jonathan started just collecting these old Apple products that he would find on eBay and cleaning them up and really thinking, you know, wouldn't it be nice to somehow preserve these and then taking a photography class and trying to figure out, well, how can I take pictures of these products that is similar to the photography that Apple takes of its current products? And what became of it is just this amazing book. So I've actually got mine displayed on an entryway table and anybody who comes to my house who's a little bit of a technology geek is just instantly drawn to it and you know they'll they'll spend you know 10 to 20 minutes just sitting there uh flipping through it so it's it's great for any kind of apple geek in your life and it's just beautifully made beautifully crafted and um just a real high quality thing that's perfect for the apple geek in your life so uh iconic something you may want to check out yeah that that looks like a lot of fun i, I that may have to go on my list this year yeah, there are a couple um, of there are a couple of different versions. Um, there's one on Amazon. It's it's about uh, fifty eight bucks. And then if you go to their website, they've got like a special edition version and a couple of other different types of versions. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm going to be investigating this. Yeah. Uh, I, since you've picked books, I've got a couple books that I would recommend. This is kind of was actually for towards the end of my list, but I want to stay with your theme of related picks. So you want me to go there right now? Yeah, stick with me. just give me all your books. Okay, because there's a lot, aren't there? <laughs> uh, this this, year this is how I'm trying to get, get our list uh, more more caught up. Okay, so I'm, I've got uh, three picks for you. Actually, three and a half. Uh, first is, um, you know, I listen to the Incomparable podcast by Jason Snell, and they cover a lot of books in there. And I don't have a lot of time to, to read or listen to uh, fiction books, but I do like to pick the really good ones. And Ancillary Justice 
uh, this year was, I believe, won the Hugo Award, and I may got that wrong. It won one of the science fiction awards, and Jason Snell and his gang were saying that it's a great book, so I, I finally got it. I got it in Audible and listened to it, and I loved it. And just as I was finishing the book, they came out with a second, the um, the second version of, or the um, what is it, the sequel, and it's called Ancillary Sword. And the author is, do you know who the author is? I know you've been uh, in the book right now. And and uh, Lucky L E C K I E. And Lecky. And it's, they're great books. I don't want to give it away. It's a lot of fun. But if you like science fiction, there's some great reading. Or if you know some science fiction persons in your life, uh, these are some great modern science fiction books. And the other book I bought, because I had to pick one iBooks store, because, you know, the iBooks store is, is what makes my books really great, too. And there's one in there that I just love. It's $13. And you can go in there, and it's called The Making of the Empire Strikes Back ebook and this is another one kind of like iconic it started out kind of as a as a homegrown project they had all this great information and stories about the making of the empire strikes back which is probably my favorite of the all the star wars movies it was the episode five and they've got all this great behind the scenes photography and they've got interviews with you know, the actors and the directors and stories about when they shot a scene, you know, who was having a hard day and what happened. And it's just really fascinating to go through it. Uh, They've, they have since added uh, the making of star Wars and the making of return of the Jedi. I also have the star Wars book. I just bought that one last night as I was making this list and I fell into that for about two hours, but it was fun. Uh, so these are some great ebooks. If you want to give a, an ebook away that's not mine, uh, go with the making of the Empire Strikes Back or the making of Star Wars. So how's that? Uh, and, four picks. And so it's got um, it's got videos back there as oh, well. Yeah. yeah, it's built with iBooks author. It's got um, embedded video, embedded audio. It's got little photo galleries you can flip through. It's a lot of fun. And uh, and if you if you grew up with stuff like I did, you're going to really enjoy reading the backstory of it all. Very cool. Like, like in the Empire Strikes Back, it, they were at some uh, hotel, and I forget what you know. It's like Denmark, Norway, Sweden, one of those countries, uh, for the Hoth scene, and they had this big blizzard, and the scene was it was so bad that they couldn't get out of the hotel, so they went out the back door of the hotel and just found a snow like a pile of snow behind the hotel, and they shot the scene right there. It's like. I didn't know that. Is is that the one where um on so what scene was that was it, I don't oh, remember just, which scene it was. Okay. I think it might be the one where um where Han cut open the tongue. Oh, that's I'm what I was sure. mm. That one hey Man, you got to stay warm. It's cold out there. I know, but I smell that every time he does that. You smell it. I do. Because wow. I can just imagine what that smells like. Is that your superpower? You can watch movies and smell <laughs> what's smell, in the movie. I smell that. <laughs> Because okay. doesn't he say something like "Ooh," and I thought these these guys smelled bad on the outside. I'm so proud of you, Katie Floyd. I right know. now, I'm so proud of you. I know. You don't have any Star Trek stuff on your list, though. How come you don't have any Star Star Trek stuff? I don't. I maybe I need to add like a Batleth. I had a Batleth on my list last year, and I'm, I, I had a Batleth, and I had the Enterprise pizza dough cutter last year, and so oh, we yeah, can't. Every- we can't revisit things. Yeah, every year I think about that pizza cutter from my brother-in-law. I think I'm going to buy it this year. Yeah, that's over at um at Think Geek, isn't it? 
Yeah, ThinkGeek's got a whole lot of great gifts for geeks. Now, I don't think we have many picks from from that site this year, but if you've got a geek in your life, that's another great place to go look. They've got it organized by genre. So like you've got the Star Wars, the Doctor Who, the Star Trek, all you know, all your major geek culture events are covered. They've yeah. got fun stuff. They, uh, they do they lo- do have kind of a cool thing um where they've got a Star Trek sweatshirt that's, you know, something Star Trek sweatshirt? Well, what makes it so special? Well, because it's a uniform, but it's a sweatshirt. And so you're like, oh, nothing. This is just a sweatshirt. It just happens to, you know. Oh, it's got like the the, doc, the uh, Captain Picard, like, angle to and, it? Well, it's got the, yeah, they've got a couple of different ones, but they've got some from the original series and then from the next generation. And you're like, no, no, this is just my regular sweatshirt. I don't know what's interesting about it. Yeah. I have, I have like that. Um, uh, last year, I got a... Um, through a friend gave me the Harry Potter official um, Gryffindor sweater. So it's a gray sweater with a very subtle red stripe on the sleeve and along the waist. So it just looks like a regular old gray sweater, but it's a very nice quality sweater. And I wear it to work once in a while, you know, when it's cold and with a tie on underneath it. And I'm just totally low key Harry Potter cosplay at work and nobody knows. Yeah. Well, they've got the next generation sweatshirts, which are very clearly next gen. Or I'm sorry. The, the original series sweatshirts, which are very clearly original series uniforms because they've got the emblem and all, but the next generation sweatshirts are just like nothing. I just have a red sweatshirt that happens to have a black top and a little black bottom. Or, My, um, or they've got the Wesley one, which you remember it has um, the gray at the top and then it has the, uh, the red, yellow, and blue that he wore the first couple of seasons. Yeah, that was a lame costume, lame well, uniform. I I'm, thought. I'm just saying they got it. Should I get one of these, Katie Floyd? If Kate, if you're, if you wanted a gift from your podcasting co-host, I'm just saying theoretically, which Star Trek sweater would you prefer? I don't know. I think I might have to go with the next generation one because you could wear it and be like, "Ha ha, nobody knows." Yeah, I like that. I like that. My this year uh, again as a result largely of the incomparable podcast uh my 13 year old and i have become doctor who fans and we've been working our way through the show we're now we started with the 2005 kind of reboot and we are now working our way through last season we're, we only have like five episodes last left of last season before they hit the 50th anniversary episode and we've had a really great time, but it's taken us a year to get through it all. <laughs> and, um, and I haven't, I don't know anything about this current season. Cause I'm, I'm, you know, in the cone of silence on that. I don't want any spoilers, but, uh, now I'm looking at think geek and I'm like, Oh man, I've got to get some stuff on here for my daughter too, that you can get your own sonic screwdriver. Ooh, I gotta, mm, I, we need to leave the think geek website. Okay. Okay, give me the last one, though. What because, was the last? Okay, they have triple slippers. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. You, you need triple slippers with built-in, like, hue light bulb controls. Then, <laughs> then you're set. All right, I think it's your turn. I don't see a Batleth, but they do have the, the Klingon knife. I don't see a Batleth, though. What about the Klingon dog? You know, I know you like the Targ. The Targ. Do they have like a stuffed Targ? They don't have Targ. They have a they have a Klingon disruptor, um, and they have a Detang letter opener, which is like the Klingon knife. But I don't I don't see a Targ. Wait, you don't have one of those already? I don't have one of those already. Okay. 
All right. They, they, do, they do have the Batleth letter opener that we talked about last year, but it is currently out of stock. Okay. There's still time, folks. In fact, one of the reasons we're recording the show uh, for release in November is so we can get feedback on the December feedback show, because I know we're going to miss a couple things that, that our listeners need to know about. Yes. So uh, send that in if you do. Right. Audio comment, please. Yes. Okay. Um, whoa. We just went totally off topic there for a while. Sorry about that. Sorry. To get those back were up. gifts. They, they were, were good ideas. They were good gift yeah. ideas. Um, here's one that's that's very near and dear to my heart because it just happened today, although it didn't happen to me. Um, I got a text from my father because my office is, is very near his house, and it said, I have a sinking feeling that I left the garage door open. Can you run by and check? And I did, and the garage door was closed, so good for him. But... This could have been avoided by the Chamberlain MyQ garage door opener for $130. And we first heard about this. Uh, Casey List talked about it on our show. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. I do. Yeah. That's where I talked about pizza crust. Did you? Oh, with the baby teething. Yeah. You know, he had his baby, Declan. I know. So congratulations to Casey on that. Uh, but, so so tell us about this garage door opener. Okay, so what the garage door opener will do is it's it's got a sensor. It, it's two pieces. Um, part one is a sensor that you mount in your garage, and it kind of has like this all-seeing eye. Um, maybe we'll call it HAL or whatever. And so it's got this all-seeing eye that, will, uh, that you point towards your garage door, and it will um, let you know whether your door is open or whether it's closed. And so it will monitor whether the garage door is open. And, and the beauty of this is it will work with any garage door. So you don't have to have a specific garage door. It works with just about any garage door opener made after 1993. And then the second piece is it basically, it's, it's basically a clicker. It has an opener. And so what you do is you program it to, you know, sync up with your opener, just like you would any other opener. You install the little all seeing eye. Is that like a Lord of the Rings reference? I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings fan. It is. But yeah, yeah. You sync it up with the all seeing eye. And so um, you can then, uh, it has an app that works with your iPhone. So it can send you alerts to tell you, hey, your garage door is open or, hey, this certain criteria has been met and, and your garage door has been left open and, and let you know uh, that you can go ahead and close it. So had my dad had this, this Chamberlain opener, he could have, instead of bothering me and making me leave work to see if his garage door was open, he could have checked for himself or even better gotten a notification on his phone that his garage door was open and taken care of that. One of my goals for 2015 is to get better at home automation. And, you know, we have a home, we have a home security system that we've had for some time that it's, it's quite expensive and I want to get rid of it. And we keep our home phone just for the purpose of this home security system. Well, yesterday was Sunday and the phone re- rang five times yesterday. And every time it rang was marketing of some sort or another. And I've just had it. But I want to wait to see what Apple does, you know, with this home kit. And I know that the home kit stuff is starting to ship and I just haven't got my hand, my head fully around what home kit means. So I kind of want to know what the, I don't want to spend a bunch of money on it and then um, have something really cool come out like a couple of weeks later. So I'm going to figure that out. But next year I'm going to be replacing our home security system with something home baked. Yeah. The, the only thing I would caution you there is, is be careful because I've got a home security system as well, 
and I prepaid, and so I got a, a, a better deal. And I don't have a home alarm system, so mine connects via, not by cellular, but by some kind of radio wave. And yeah. it's it's really, you know, not that expensive. I shopped around, and I think mine's 15 bucks a month, between 15 and 20. And it's the typical, you know, it'll call the police, it'll call these people if, if I'm not home. And, you know, my, my caution would be, Yes, you know, 15 to 20 bucks a month times 36 months or whatever this contract was to get it installed is expensive, but just be careful because we as geeks, you know, it's kind of like that whole thing you get into when you cut the cable. You know, you you say, okay, I'm going to save 60 bucks a month by cutting my cable, but then you run out and you spend $6,000 worth of equipment because you're saving no. 60 bucks a month, you know? Yeah, the math is different for me because our monthly service fee is quite a bit more than $15 and I'm thinking, you know, I could probably do it for about 300 and, it, you know, just getting the minimal stuff. Yeah. So I, I don't know. We'll see. But I, I need to research this. If anybody out there listening is, has gone down this road, let me know. Maybe we'll do a workflow show at some point on this. Yeah. One uh, my brother is looking at is called Simply Safe, which is pretty inexpensive. I'll just throw that out there. You may want to look at it. But anyway. Yeah. All right. Let's get this back on track. And uh, so I'm going to take a quick break and talk about our next sponsor. And then hopefully we can come back with some with some more picks. And our next sponsor for this episode is our good friends over at Smile and my favorite app right now by Smile. Although I do like PDF Pen a lot too. But my favorite app right now, I've got to say, is Text Expander because Text Expander version three for iOS just has me over the moon. In fact, when Apple got up and announced extensibility in iOS 8, and they showed that custom keyboards were an option. The first thing I thought about was, oh my gosh, does this mean that Text Expander is finally going to come to iOS? And I was more excited about Text Expander coming to iOS than I was about anything else that was announced in that keynote. And that is how big of a deal having access to Text Expander anywhere on my iPhone is to me. And it has just let, lived up to everything I thought it would be. So with Text Expander version 3 on iOS, you get access to a custom keyboard to allow you to expand snippets in any application on your iPhone or your iPad. That means that you can expand snippets in Mail.app. That means you can expand snippets in Forms and Safari. That means you can expand snippets in any app, whether or not the developer supports Text Expander, because you can just switch over to the Text Expander snippets. Now, of course, there are some great apps that continue to support Text Expander snippets directly, like ByWord, Drafts, Fantastical, Launch Center Pro, Dispatch. In fact, you can go to their website and find a complete list of Text Expander enhanced apps. But the keyboard just means now that you're going to have access to those Text Expander snippets anywhere, no matter what app that you're in. Uh, the Text Expander app will sync with the keyboard automatically, and all of those snippets will then sync with Dropbox, which means if you're using Text Expander on your Mac, and you should be using Text Expander on your Mac, that all of those snippets that you've created on your Mac and all of those snippets that you've created on your iOS device will stay in sync so that you can use them anywhere. Uh, a couple of things that I use Text Expander for, well, I use Text Expander for everything, uh, but I use them for frequently used text like addresses, phone numbers, email signatures. Heck, I compose entire emails in Text Expander, especially using the benefit of their fill-in-the-blank forms so that I can completely customize my emails. Um, you can share groups with other devices. So if I've got a whole group of Mac Power users related snippets, I can just share those over uh, to David. Uh, you can share them with your Mac or other devices via your Wi-Fi network. 
Um, and you can save your notes for archive or reuse. You can organize your snippets. It's just it's just great. And Smile has developed, uh, and as well as other people, have created uh, custom groups of snippets that you can you can add in. So Smile's created a few. You can add those online by URL. Or people like David and people like Brett Terpstra and other people that we – I feel like I need to take a drink now. Other people that we know have created groups that they've made available that you can download and add into Text Expander. So there's so many great things that you can try with Text Expander. If you're not using it on the Mac, go take it out for a test drive. You can find more information at smilesoftware.com. Download a free trial of Text Expander, and you can grab Text Expander for iOS in the Mac App Store. So there's also a great video that our pal Max Barkey put together. You can find that on the website as well. And thanks to our friends at Smile for their continued support of Mac Power users. Uh, I, I've got a couple geek ones, and I've got a couple kind of fun ones. Where do you want me to go with this? Uh, let's go. Let's stick with the geek ones, and maybe finish up with the fun ones. Okay, so one of these is that's kind of cool is, and this is something that was given to me at Macworld this year, but now that I have it in my bag, I couldn't go without it. It's a two-in-one micro USB and lightning cable. I use that every day. Okay, and it sounds silly, but it's just, it's basically a micro USB cable. And most things these days, including like the headphones we were talking about earlier, charge on this micro USB port, which is is a terrible port, by the way. It's very hard to tell which side is up and blah, blah, blah. But uh, they have... There's several of them on the market now. They have little connectors on the end that, that kind of slide over the top of the micro USB and turn it into a lightning cable. So you can carry one cable in your bag and you can charge and sync with anything that's micro USB and also use the lightning connector to connect with any of your Apple devices. And that's really nice. And yeah, this particular I, I like one was, was made by Skiva, S-K-I-V-A, because I've yeah. got that one too. Yeah, I've got a link to that in the show notes. That's a good stocking stuffer for the geek in your family. Um, uh, do you want me to continue? I've got because I feel like I got ahead of you. Oh, go or, for it! Yeah, it's kind of like Christmas. I I would I sat back and watched you open all your presents, and now it's my turn. All I right. guess. Um, another one that I think is something that that is a really great gift that a lot of people don't think about is a good car mount for their devices. And you can get a car mount just about anywhere. You can get it at Target or or wherever, but uh, I and I did that for a long time. I would buy the cheapos and use them, and they'd be great. And then after two or three months, the plastic would break, the suction cup would stop sucking, or whatever the thing was. It just they never lasted very long. And one day I decided, you know, heck with it. I'm going to go out and buy a really good car mount. So I started looking around on the web, and everybody that writes about these things pointed me to the Ram car mounts, R A M. And they, I believe, do like they make mounts for like police cruisers and all kinds of different stuff and airplanes, but they just make top quality car mounts. So no matter what device you have and what kind of car, boat, truck, plane you drive to work every day, um, they've probably got a solution for you there. And it's all very modular, like the suction cup element. So this, the one I have now is, I believe, three years old. So I, I originally got it when I had the iPhone 5. And, and the one I got had the suction cup element and then it had like an iPhone five specialized mount that you bolted onto that. And it was a plastic thing that the iPhone five fit in perfectly, assuming you didn't have a case. Cause I don't usually use a case. So I had that one, but then, um, when the iPhone six came out, I wanted to upgrade. So I bought the, 
I bought the element for the iPhone six. They have one that's like a pincher that you can put anything in it, essentially, even an iPhone six in the case or an iPhone six plus or whatever size you want. And it just screws on to the old suction cup thing that I've had for two or three years now because it still works like a charm. So I was able to buy the modular element I need. And now I'm back in business uh, with the Ram car mount. So that's a, that's a good source. If you want to get yourself a good Ram car mount or someone else in your life. I bought one for Daisy a few years ago too, and she really likes hers too. Yeah. This will be a good time for me to, to mention. I've talked a lot about the Kenyu airframe and so I won't dwell on it, but that's the one that I settled on. And I don't use a car mount in my car a lot because the way that my car is set up, I've got a little pocket because I have an aftermarket stereo installed in my car. So I have a little pocket that I just slide my iPhone in um, and I just stick it in the pocket because I don't fiddle with my iPhone when I'm driving. It's just it's just there. So I, I slide it in the pocket when I'm done. But when I'm when I'm going on trips or when I want to be able to see the screen of my iPhone because I'm using it for GPS or navigation or whatever, when I want to be able to see the iPhone, I'll put it in a mount. And so I've got this little Kenyu airframe mount and it's it's pocketable. I like it because it's so small. I just throw it in my, my glove box or the center console of my car and it fits into the air vent of your car. And it will expand. And if you've got an iPhone 6, it still fits. It will fit a 6 with smaller cases. If you've got a 6 Plus um, or a 6 with a bigger case, then you may need to get the Airframe. I think it's called the Airframe Plus. They've got a bigger version that gets a little bit bigger. And um, you can use that, and it will fit with just about any size phone. It will work with Android phones. So if you've got Android people in your life, um, and it's it's great. It'll work with just about any phone. You stick it in your in your, your vent, and you've got your, your phone at eye level. It's Boom. You know, I've got, so I, I put mine in the mount almost every time I get in the car. I don't want to keep it in my pocket. Um, it lets me see if someone calls in, I can see who's calling. You know, I've got the little button on my steering wheel where I can answer, but I don't know who's calling. And the, um, and I use directions all the time. I mean, I, I think I couldn't make it to the grocery store sometimes without using the navigation. So I just use it all the time. And with Siri, it's very easy. You know, get get directions home. I mean, that, that's very, the the uh, the syntax is very simple to get directions. Whereas the syntax for most built-in dash systems to like get directions while you're driving is completely insane. You you just have to pull over and start over. Yeah. Why don't you give me one or two more of your little gadgety type items, and then I'll give you one of my picks. Okay. Well, um, the uh, we talked about USB 3.0 hubs. We didn't talk about US b 3.0 thumb drives because now those are a thing and i think in the last year they've gotten a lot better and and i was researching this because i need one where i can offload a lot of data very quickly onto a thumb drive and i bought the sandisk extreme and after i bought it actually when i was researching for the show i found that um, the wire cutter also picked it as their favorite. So now I feel like I'm really smart. Uh, but the SanDisk, uh, very fast thumb drive. It's not as small. We had the tough and tiny we put on the show a few years ago, and I still have one of those on my keychain. But for moving large video files, it just takes way too long. With the SanDisk Extreme uh, USB 3.0, the thing flies. So that's a nice stocking stuffer, and they aren't that expensive. The 32 gigabyte one, I believe, is under thirty dollars, yeah, and they have it twenty seven ninety nine and sixty four now is only forty five. Yeah, so it's not that expensive to get into it, and uh, if somebody is moving data around a lot, you know, there's still a use for thumb drives, even with the cloud and everything. So how? I mean, I I know you haven't done data speed tests on it or anything, but 
but ballpark, I mean, so noticeably faster. Oh yeah. Well, the reason I bought it is because, um, you know, Daisy's blogging a lot more. She has that. My wife has a new website, DisneyDays.com, uh, with the D I S N E Y D A Z E. So she's doing video and she wanted to be able to move the video around between the different computers in the house. And my daughter does video and I do video. So we're all kind of moving large files on occasion and the tough and tiny just took way too long. So I bought this thing and it's, it's much faster. Hey, this is sad that the tough and tiny looks like it's not made anymore. All you can find uh-huh. are, uh, are used offers. I know. Or it looks like Somebody's, they've got something similar. The store and go yeah. micro plus looks like it's what replaced it. So yeah, it looks like a pretty similar have. product. Yeah. Wait till those get to 3.0 speeds. Then we're really talking. Yeah. Why don't you pick one, Katie Floyd? I, I'm I'm putting a link, by the way, to Disney's Disney Days. Um, yeah, why not? But is it only about Disneyland? Yes, it is largely. Mm, I'm a Disney World. Person you say that myself. with so much judgment, so much judgment. All right. Um, so my thing is, um, I, I'll I'll pick some adapters as well because you know actually when I went to Disney World. This, this past uh, month for, for Milo Fest, I wanted to take some video because I, I wanted to, to be able to watch some movies in my hotel room. And it was, a, it was a fail. It was a total and utter fail because despite thinking how prepared that I was, you know, I took my Apple TV and then I had to get a, an adapt, a power adapter for that because I had to pull the Apple TV out of my, out of my entertainment center. And I didn't have, it was just going to be a real pain to get the power adapter out of there because it was all, you know, back behind the wall and everything. So I pulled the adapter off of my Airport Express. Tip, same adapter, it works. And then I had to get an HDMI cable, and then something happened. I didn't think about I forgot to bring my Airport Express, and so I couldn't get it on the network, and ultimately it didn't work, and I didn't have quite the version of the Apple TV that would do a direct connect from your iOS device. I thought any third-generation Apple TV would do it, and as it turns out, no, it's just the specific model of the third-generation Apple TV that does it. Anyway, so I, I got all this stuff in a Ziploc bag, and I get to the hotel, and I can't make it work. And I'm just like, oh, this is, this is so embarrassing. That I can't do. You know, I've just got to the point when I, I used to do that. I, you know, we take family trips and I would pack all this gear and I just don't do it anymore. If they want to watch a movie, they can watch it on their iPad. The only thing I do is I bring an HDMI adapter and an HDMI cable. And almost always it doesn't work because the hotels use the TVs that don't have HDMI inputs or at least inputs available to the person staying at the hotel. But other than that, I'm not bringing that stuff anymore. You know, if I if I need an Apple TV because I'm presenting is a different story. But well, I'm just not going to pack all that stuff. Well, whale steal my thunder, David Sparks. You're welcome. That was my my pick. So what I've decided is from now on, I'm going to forget about all that, and I'm just going to go buy one of these Lightning Digital AV adapters because okay. I don't have one for my iPad. I didn't I mean, realize that. I'm sure you've got one in your toolbox. I do. I, when I go to speak, it is crazy how many connectors I bring. I've, I've seen the picture. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, now that um, when we made the 30 pin to lightning transition for a while there, my iPad was a different connector than my phone. And it was it was completely nuts. But I still bring the old ones with me because there's always other speakers there and somebody's going to need it. Yeah. So that's my pick is I'm going to, I'm going to get a lightning to HDMI adapter and then I'm going to get an inexpensive HDMI cable. You know, there's no reason to buy super expensive HDMI cables, I think period, but certainly not for this purpose. Um, and then the other thing is get an HDMI adapter for your, for your Mac as well. 
because more and more things are going to HDMI and you go to places and they've got conference room TVs instead of projectors. It's it's just a good thing to have in your bag. Yeah, the uh, well, the nice thing about my 15-inch MacBook Pro is it has an HDMI built in. Yes, I know. And, and I, I use that more than you would think. The uh, In terms of the cables, uh, I, I'm a big fan. I think Katie's the one who really turned me on to Monoprice, but now I just buy all cables from Monoprice. I like Monoprice. They're... The um, The Amazon Basics are pretty good, too. Okay, I haven't used those yet. The The reason I like the um, the Amazon Basics, number one, they're pretty inexpensive, and I've got Amazon Prime, so, you know, Monoprice, you still got to pay for shipping. Yeah, and that's there in two days. Right. It's like a drug. I love Amazon Prime. Uh, another um, tech-related pick that is a something that was I I got my first one for free at MacWorld, and it was kind of it was in the speaker bag a few years ago. And this is another one that's kind of like a drug. Once you start using it, you will not stop. And it's called the LensPin Sidekick. And LensPin is a company that makes a device to clean the lens on cameras. And it's got it's like a graphite embedded pad, and it pulls all the yucky stuff off the lens that they're just great little devices. And they made this one for the iPad and it's a little square and it folds up in itself. It has its own case. I put a link in the show notes. I don't remember how much it costs though. It's like it, 10 bucks. It, yeah. Okay. It's, it's so worth it. It cleans the screen of your iPad. Like nothing in the world will clean the screen of your iPad and a uh, great stocking stuffer. And, uh, and a lot of, I just use it all the time and they wear out. I get a new one because it's, it's that good. Um, another geek pick on my list is the travel card charger. And this is kind of, I should have spoken about this earlier when we were talking about chargers, but now there's a whole breed of chargers that are uh, credit card size and will fit in your wallet. And, um, I, we got one of these and I put it in my wife's wallet. Cause she always moves her wallet from purse to purse. And if she ever gets in a jam, it's not going to be, it's not going to be like Katie's. It's not going to give you seven charges, but it gives you about a half of a phone charge. And if you're in a jam, that's good enough. So this is actually a charger. It's not just a, a cable. It, it's actually yeah, got power in there. It's a, it's a charger. <laughs> it's a, maybe it's the size of like three or four credit cards stacked on each other. And it has a cable built right into it. Uh, the travel card is one we bought. It was a Kickstarter project at one point. Then now they just sell them on their website. And it's um that works great. And it holds the charge for a good period. I have an OmniFocus task once a month I go and just charge it for her. But it's nice to know that she's always got a little extra charge with her wherever she goes. All right, cool. Um all right, well I'll give you I'll give you one of my picks. Uh and then maybe we'll finish up with your serious picks and and then we'll uh wrap up with some of your funny picks. Um I you know I, I kinda talked in and I've asked some people to explain this, so maybe I'll explain it on the next MPU live. But I'm thinking about swapping out my Mac Minis. Um, I'm thinking about taking my work Mac Mini, which is a Core 2 Duo, which I've souped up. It's It's got an SSD in it, and it's also got a um, uh, 8 gigs of RAM in it. So it's it's a pretty souped up machine. But I'm I'm having to do some, some higher end stuff on it. And I'm also, unfortunately, having to boot into Windows more often. And so I'm, I'm virtualizing quite a bit more. And I'm not willing to give up the Mac and get a PC box. So I'm thinking I may need something a little more powerful at work. And so I'm thinking about swapping out my Mac Minis and bringing the Core 2 Duo home and basically using that kind of as an iTunes streaming machine, which it should be fine for. And then um, taking my Mac Mini that I use at home which, and then taking that to the office. But my hesitation with that is my Mac Mini that I have at home, I never got an SSD for. But 
the good news is, is that SSDs are getting to be pretty darn cheap. Um, I mean, for example, if you watch the sales, you can get crucial, you can get a um, 256 or thereabouts because, you know, sometimes the, the sizings are a little off, but you can get about 256 on an SSD for around 100 bucks now, somewhere between 100 and 150 bucks. And specifically, um, the SSD that I have in my mini is really small. It's like a 128 because I, I got something fairly inexpensive, but it was a crucial SSD. And the upgraded version of that is a 256. It's, it's now 100 bucks. And I'm thinking, wow, I mean, there may be no reason for me not to go ahead and, and put a 256 in that in that Mac Mini. And yeah, I remember I, when I remember when 80 gigs was like four hundred dollars. Right, and I I I think that this is uh you know we're recording this well in advance, but I think SSDs are something that are are going to be ripe for Black Friday sale. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So you're going to do it? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until Black Friday and see what's on sale. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I am. And, you know, there are, there are definitely grades of SSD, both in reliability and speed. But in terms of speed, I've always felt like even the slow SSDs are really fast. So, you know, so long as it's not one that's going to be a junk piece of junk and fall apart, uh, even if it's a little bit slower than the top of the line, you're going to love that SSD. Right. And now they're, they're coming in terabyte sizes. Oof, yeah. Well, Absolutely and nuts. you know the crucial the five twelve is only one ninety nine. No. Oh, really? I don't, I don't well, do you need that much for work? No, though. I don't because everything we have at work is stored on the server. Yeah, but it's just when you're virtualizing and you've got a virtual PC installation or not virtual PC. What is it called? Uh, you know, Fusion VMware Fusion, yeah. and you've yeah. got to keep all that local. It gets big. All right, Katie Floyd, that's a that's a pretty good pick. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm going to skip my other tech pick. I, that's a big one. I might keep that on the list for next year. Mm. So um, let me do our last sponsor. But I've got some fun picks in here, some stuff that, that'll be fun. Not necessarily super geeky, but good stuff to, to put on your list or buy for somebody else. Uh, but before I do, uh, let's talk about our last sponsor, and that's lynda.com. Lynda is an affordable and easy way to help individuals learn. It can instantly stream thousands of courses created by experts on business, software, web development, graphics, design, and more. And it's a really great model. I've been a subscriber for years, and it, it's kind of what I do in my free time is I watch Linda videos. Even when I'm working and something else, I just kind of have it on in the background so I can stop and watch parts that are of interest to me. I just love learning this stuff. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking the other day, I was talking to someone about how cooking shows aren't cooking shows anymore. There are all these contests. Um, I like cooking shows where they taught you how to cook something. Well, Linda's like that for everything. Julia um, Childs. Well, they, they teach you directly with industry experts and software companies to provide timely training. Often the same day as new ver versions are released to hit the market. And proof of that just showed up last week. You know, uh, Microsoft released iOS versions of Office for the iPhone. Linda's already got a video on it. I, I couldn't believe how fast they got that up. Um, all courses are produced at the highest quality. You know, they aren't homemade videos you see on YouTube. They're just great quality videos. And they're broken into very small pieces so you can learn at your own pace. And you can go back and listen to sections or watch sections over and over again or skip entire sections if you know that stuff already. Uh, the tools include searchable transcripts, playlists, certificates of course completion, which you can publish to your LinkedIn profile to show everybody how smart you are and maybe help you get a job. And, um, and whether you're beginner or advanced, lynda.com has courses for all experience levels. 
Now, you can learn while you're on the go with the lynda.com apps for the iPhone, iPad, and Android. One of my favorite ways to watch lynda.com courses is walking on the treadmill uh, with my iPad. Uh, it's all for one low monthly price of $25, and that gives you unlimited access to over 100,000 video tutorials. That's a lot of content for $25. Uh, premium members with an annual plan can download courses to their iPhone or iPads or Androids and watch them offline. And premium plan members can also download project files and practice along with the instructor. So you're really set. Uh, you can watch it on the plane if you want to be a premium subscriber. Uh, for any software you rely on, lynda.com can help you stay with the current, uh, with all the levels of their updates, learn the ins and outs of your software tools, and be more efficient and productive. Uh, I've got my own Lynda playlist that I'm always working my way through. It seems like I can't keep up with it, though, Katie, because they keep coming out with so much new stuff. Uh, just in the last couple months, we got the Swift Essential Training, which is three hours and 40 minutes of Swift programming. I'm going to be watching that one. Uh, they also have an iCloud Essential Training, and I've been struggling with iCloud. I've been having some problems. I think we'll have to talk about this on the feedback show. And I did watch the Linda course on that. That was two hours. Um, they've got one with all the great Mac OS X Yosemite new features. That's an hour long. Uh, and like I said earlier, they've got two different courses related to Office on the iPad and iPhone. They've even got one called Overcoming Your Fear of Public Speaking. So if you're somebody who's getting ready to give a big talk and you want a little help, watch this Lynda course. No matter what your interest, uh, lynda.com is going to have something for you. Uh, I love it. I'm a subscriber and I've been paying for years. So uh, we've talked to lynda.com and they're willing to give a special offer to Mac Power Users listeners. Just go to lynda.com slash Mac Power Users and try lynda.com for free for 10 days. That's right. You get access to that 100,000 video library for 10 days. Uh, and thanks to Linda for supporting 5x5 and Mac Power Users. So once again, go to that site, lynda.com slash Mac Power Users and get started today. Are you out of picks, Katie Floyd? I have one more, and I think it's a doozy. Oh, well, let's hear it. No, let's hear yours first, because you've got a lot more, and I've only got one more. Okay. Well, I, got I, some... I'm that person at Christmas that I hide one present so that I always have the last present open. I, I always like, uh, when we uh, go to family, I always like to bring my presents at the last moment so they're all in front of the tree. And when we're going around, because in, in my family, it's large. We're very organized at the beginning. We do one at a time, but about an hour and a half in, it just turns into general mayhem. So uh, if I put mine in the front of the tree, I actually get to watch people open them. That's my favorite part is seeing, you know, whether they like them or not. Um, so anyway, last year, I wanted to get some board games for my 13-year-old me to play together. And I talked to a couple people on the internet, some of our friends, Dave Kaolo, um, and a couple of the other folks that are really into board games. And everybody kept telling me, try King of Tokyo. And I'm here to tell you, King of Tokyo is a great board game for your family if you want to have some fun. Uh, we play it all the time. And uh, in fact, I just played it last night. We had some relatives over and, uh, and I would just recommend if you haven't played board games for a while and you've got some kids around, take a look because you know, it's not the old monopoly, sorry thing anymore. There are some just amazing board games and card games that people have come up with in the last few years that are way more fun than anything we had when we were kids. You know, my brother and a bunch of his friends have a game night. Yeah, I think I could get into that. No, it's it's a nice thing to have game night. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, cool. Um, so that's a, that's a good one. Uh, but look at board games in general. There's some really great ones out there. 
If you're going to give me your good one now, you want me to pick some more fun ones? No, I'll give it to you. It's, it's not that great. But um, cable organization, because what geek does not like cable organization? That's fun, right? I just love that that cable organization was the one you were holding back. No, I mean, how is that not fun? I mean, getting all of your cables organized <laughs> and decluttered and making sure that they're all labeled. You do label your cables, right? Of course I do. So tell me, tell me about your pick then. Okay, there, there, there are two picks in this category for cable organization. Do you want them both now? I'll give you both now. Bring it. Just bring it. So one of these I have and, and one of these I don't. Um, the one that I don't have yet is the Blue Lounge Cable Box. So here's the problem to be solved with this. Um, I, should, I should, like, send you a picture of this. But, you know, specifically, like, with TVs or computers, how you'll have, like, 10 power cords that come out of nowhere and go into this big power adapter and they come like from all over the place. And then you have this big strand of wires at the bottom of your desk or at the, you know, at behind your, your TV or kind of on the floor somewhere. Yeah. The rat's nest. Yeah. The rat's nest of cables. Um, so, and, and then if you've got like an animal, sometimes your animal will crawl over there and like click it and then all of your stuff goes down and everything gets powered off. And then it's just a big nightmare. If you have kids, your kid will crawl over there and be like, and it you know, all powers off. I do like the sound effect. I yeah. just want you to know. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. Um, so the Blue Lounge Cable Box, or the Blue Lounge Cable Box Cable Management System. So this, this is a pretty big size box. It's a, it's a plastic box. It's got ventilation holes in there. And it's got holes to thread your cables through. Um, it's 15.6 by 5.7 inches. I'm sorry, metric system people. I wish we were on the metric system, but we're not. It's really stupid, and I can't convert that for you. Um, somebody will. But so it's big enough that you can you can fit a, a pretty big power adapter in there, and it just it just neatens all of this up. Um, so all so of your you, whole rat's nest of cables, you you, st- you stick your big power adapter in there with all of your power bricks, and then you thread all your cables through the holes in there, and then boom. You don't have to look at it. You don't have it's to look like- at it. My, would you like to know what my great solution to my cable mess is right now? What? Um, I put a picture frame, a big eight by ten picture in front of my rat's nest. Okay. What, pe- what's, what's the picture of? It's a picture of my family. I have a, I have a pretty big extended family, and so I got a big picture of them and blew it up to eight by ten and put it in a nice frame and and stuck it there. So it's on the floor. In well, front of the rat's nest? no, it, the the rat's nest is like in a in a cubby, like my my TV sets on top of a, a an entertainment uh. center. And gotcha. so the rat's nest is like in the back of that. And so the picture is like in the cubby of that. So I'm looking at the picture of this device on Amazon. And you can't really tell the size of it, but it's actually bigger than it looks. It'll it'll fit like up to a 12 port power adapter. I need to measure because I've got a big APC. I need to measure and see if it will fit my APC. I think it's going to be close. Yeah. I have gone completely nuts with the underside of my desk with Velcro. I've got like loops and Velcro. The underside of my desk looks like the inside of the old style Mac Pro. You know, everything is like cabled and wired and tied down. Well, you know, I posted a picture and that was kind of a mistake of my um, of my wire closet. Yeah. On my blog. And I, I, I even posted a little snarky comment about, boy, someone really should clean up these wires. Yeah. I have gotten no end of grief. From Mac Power yeah, user, yeah, I think you made. I think you made the internet kind of angry when you did that about like the 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 horribleness of the wires in that. But but it, it you just close it, you close it, and you don't see it. I, I even have my uh, my Drobo power supply velcroed to the bottom of my desk. Velcro is a wonderful thing. Yeah, I'm, and in fact, people have sent me links to like super industrial strength Velcro that I can yeah. use to velcro. And I'm I'm get I, I I thank you, and I will get some, and I will take care of that. 
Well, when you get this device, Katie Floyd, I, I want you to take a picture and put that on the internet as well. Cause I want the, to see how big it is. The before and after. Yeah. What am I going to do with my family? Do I still keep the picture there? I guess I could relocate my family to a more, you know, appropriate place. That's not. That's like a whole nother question. Quite on the floor. I, I, I can't help you with that. And people are like, oh, that's such a nice picture. I'm like, don't move that. Don't move you that those picture. Pe- those people who you don't even want to wrap their presents, those people. <sighs> you know. Okay. okay. I got some more fun ones. Oh, you don't want to hear my other cable management thing? Are you? Oh, I thought it? that was it. There's more. No, there's well, more. There's more. There's yeah. more to the wonderful world of cable management. Um, I'm going to mispronounce this, but it's something from IKEA, so it's got a funny name. And I it's think called- it just comes with the territory. <laughs> Whenever you talk about an IKEA product, you're going to mispronounce it. Yeah, it's so called that's the, okay. the Singum. S I G N U M. Signum. Signum. Okay. I it's, don't know. It's, I just made that up. It's ten bucks. And, and, and it's, it's a, a wiry thing. Think of it almost like a gutter that kind of hangs below your desk. And it's, I've got one of these right now and it, it, it hangs below your desk, uh, preferably like in the back of your desk and, and it catches all of your cables. So like right now in mine, I've got a whole rat's nest of cables up there so that you don't see it. So instead of like Velcroing things to the bottom of my desk, I've got power adapters up in there. I've got a couple of backup drives up in there so that you don't have to actually have the backup drives on top of your desk. Um, and it's open wire. So you can, you can pull things in and out and you can weave things through it. I mean, 10 bucks. And it was like five minutes to install. Cause it was four simple screws. Yeah. And it, that you don't need just an Ikea desk that will plug into Any pretty desk. much anything that you can screw into. And even if you can't screw into it, I bet a creative use of duct tape would solve the problem. Well, so. you gotta be careful how much weight you get on if you're going to use duct tape, but yeah. Yeah, if you can, and it's not going to work on glass desks, obviously, but any any desk that you can screw into, it'll work. Yep, that's a good one. We have one of those on my daughter's desk. Um, all right, I I, I uh, recently had dinner with Adam Christensen, our pal over at Matcast. Yeah, and he said, "You want to see my new toy?" And I said, "Absolutely, Adam. I would love to see your new toy." So he pulled out of his pocket. A Sphero, you know, the company made Sphero. This was a, a remote control ball a few years ago. Okay. Are, are you familiar with this? S-P-H-E-R-O. It was a big deal on the internet. So it's a remote control ball. They had them at Macworld. And Is this like drive your cats crazy type thing? Oh, yeah, completely. Well, they came out with the second generation of that. But what he had in his pocket is what they call Ollie. And it is what they call it the app controlled robot. And it's basically two wheels. on an axis and the axis holds the electronics to make it go. And this thing is like 15 miles an hour fast. It goes, we were outside and I couldn't believe how fast this thing was flying. Wait, how how big is this? Is it like tennis ball size? If it fit in his pocket, I mean, it it may be, um, it's about the diameter of a tennis ball and, but it's extended. If you look at the picture, I put it a a link in and it's just so much fun. I don't have one, but man, I might have to get myself one. Wait, so what do you do do with it? You just drive it around, but it's like fast. It does jumps. It does little tricks. If you turn it on its side, it'll like kind of dance around and, or maybe what I'll do is I'll get one for my daughter and then we will play with it together. That's one of the advantages of having kids. Uh, but anyway, it's called the Ollie. And man, if if you're looking to get somebody uh, just a fun, like remote control gift, this is a good one. But you need to have either a lot of room indoors or be able to do it outdoors because it's really fast. I've never seen a remote control thing go this fast. And what does something like this cost? hundred bucks. It's not cheap. Okay. Not cheap. But uh, And in the same uh, area of... Um, I, I, 
I was looking at remote control helicopters too. And that's like a whole nother thing. I don't know anything about it, so I don't know, but I was going to pick one, but I, I just went online and I saw a couple, um, and those are in the neighborhood of a hundred bucks too. So, uh, I'm, they've I'm actually come down quite them. a bit in price because they used to be like they? 500 bucks and they have them with cameras in them and everything. Like you see every once in a while, somebody's got one of these drones. They fly over the, the new Apple campus to see what the most recent construction is on it. Um, another fun gift. Well, actually I'm kind of out of fun gifts, but I still have a couple left. Man, David, are you out of gifts? You're out of, you're out, out of ideas. I'm Let out. me give you my last two. Okay. Okay. Uh, first one is, uh, I don't think we've ever talked about it on the show. Saddleback leather. I've mentioned it on the website a few times. I've had one of their wallets for years. And when I hit 20 years, uh, my 20 year anniversary as a lawyer, the briefcase that I bought when I first started practicing was just wrecked. I mean, I'd replaced the handle and all these things many times. And I decided I was going to buy myself a fancy briefcase. So I went on Saddleback Leather and bought one. And this was a year ago. And originally, I wasn't sure if I made the right choice or not because it was so firm. You know, that leather, because it's brand new. But Saddleback does a really good job. And now it's worn in after a year. And man, I really love it. But they've got a whole bunch of stuff there. They have wallets and briefcases and iPad cases. Which, which one do you have? Do you have the tablet uh, bag or the classic briefcase or the thin? I have, I have, I have the thin briefcase. The, I didn't get the classic one because it looked too bulky for me the thin front pocket briefcase or the thin briefcase the thin briefcase and it holds a macbook pro just fine a 15 inch macbook pro just fine and pads of paper and the other stuff i need so that one was the one i got but they they have all sorts of them on their website so they have purses and many things but saddleback leather i really like that company they you know they really kind of um they don't they, they do it right if you're going to buy a leather product, it's you're going to pay a little extra, but man, it's going to be made. I think the company motto is like, they'll argue over it when you're dead. And mm. I think that's probably right. Um, another thing that I bought last year for several of my family members is, <laughs> oh boy, I'm going to sound so old right now. Uh, but, uh, you know, Restoration Hardware has all those little, you know, tchotchke gifts if you go in there. And they have an illuminated loop, you know, a light, a lighting loop. It's a magnet. It's a, it's a, you know, it's like a magnifying glass with a light underneath. And, and I bought them for like my mother-in-law and some people in the family. And, and I also got myself a couple, I got one for the desk at home and one for the desk at work. And I do often with very small contracts, you know, where the type is very small. This thing is amazing for magnifying stuff. Cool. You'll have to send me a link to that. I can't, I think that was totally an appropriate choice for the Mac power users, but either way, I like it. As long as I'm going to buy some, I'm going to buy some more this year and find people to give them to, except not Katie Floyd. I don't think she wants one. Man. Uh, so what about, uh, if you, if you want to give somebody a gift other than a gift, what if you want to give them something like charity? Well, I tell you, that's probably the most important part of this podcast. Cause it, it feels like, you know, we have spent the last, oh gosh, David, guess what? It's been an hour and a half right on the nose, hour and 29 yeah. minutes. Boom. Yeah. Thank, welcome to Mac power users. But we have spent the last hour and a half being a little bit selfish, you know, and, and, and we do this every year kind of in, in good fun for our listeners and, and everybody. But we are in, incredibly um, blessed to, you know, to live the lives that we live. And, and I know most of our listeners are as well. But there are a lot of people who are, are less fortunate, a lot of people who are going through some hard times, and a lot of people who are just trying to do really good things with their lives out there. That you know what, if you if you don't need some of this stuff, or if you already have some of this stuff, and I was just thinking that, you know, my, my family and I were talking about Christmas this year and and I was telling them, you know, guys, 
do we really need to do do we really need to go all out? I mean, can we maybe draw names or something and, and, and do something else and, and scale it back a little bit and, and maybe do something else instead? And, you know, there, there are other things that you can do for other people. And being generous is, is one of those things. So consider donating to a, a charity of your choice. And if you don't have one, I mean, we've got a few thoughts. Um, certainly one that's very near and dear to my heart is Jean McDonald's App Camp for Girls. Yeah. Yeah, so go to appcampforgirls.com slash contribute, and you can make a contribution there. Yeah. Katie, you had another one in the list. Yeah, an- another one that's that's very near and dear to my heart is the uh, the Alzheimer's Association. Um, you know, David, you know, I don't know that we really shared with my with the listeners that my my grandfather passed away last year after a, a very difficult struggle with with Alzheimer's, and I was one of the primary caregivers during that. And and you were very patient because a lot of times you got calls from me that says, uh, "I know we're supposed to record a show right now, but I'm in the ER and that's not happening." And um, you know, a couple of times you went on without me and a couple of times we, we had to reschedule at the last minute. So um, that's just a, a devastating disease and, and one that I would love, love to find a cure for. So those are those are my two picks for charities to donate to. And I would add to that St. Jude. You know, there's a member of our community, Stephen Hackett, whose family has been struggling with childhood cancer. And St. Jude has taken great care of them. And just, you know, what who doesn't want to give money to an organization that takes care of six children, you know? So St. Jude, I think would be a great pick. And another one that I did, and I know I mentioned this last year, but it's kind of become my thing in the family is for all the kids in my family every year, I've started them with these Kiva accounts and it's uh, Kiva.org. And this isn't really a donation, although I I do donate money to them, but it's, you set up these uh, micro loan accounts so, you know, I keep adding to it. So each one of the nephews and nieces and children have probably a hundred dollars or so in there at this point. And, and what they do is they go in and they find a place in the world where they want to make loans and, and they find somebody and there's all these people. I mean, somebody needs to buy goats somewhere in Africa or, you know, my wife is Filipino. So uh, we've been doing a lot of, uh, and my daughter's really into clothing. So we've been supporting a lot of these ladies in the Philippines who have clothing stores and you make these micro loans to them and they need to get $6,000 and you donate your hundred and other people donate. And then once their loan funds, then they take care of it and then they pay the loans back. And then you have, you get to invest it again. Now, it's just been a really good experience with the kids being able to go out there and, um, you know, kind of feel like they're having a direct connection to the people that they're helping. I I can't really explain it, um, but it seems like it's a good thing. So that's another idea. Buy some Kiva loans for people around you. Cool. Well, we've got a lot of links in this particular episode, and I think I've got most of them in the show notes. Uh, So you can find links to all of those uh, at our website at MacPowerUsers.com or at 5x5.tv slash MPU slash 225 for this episode, David. 225! I know. Send us feedback to feedback at MacPowerUsers.com. And if you think we missed something that's really great that geeks should be putting on their list this year, send us an audio comment and we'll be able to put it in the December live feedback show. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at Mac Power Users. Katie is at Katie Floyd and I am at Max Barkey. And I think that will wrap us up for this episode. We will see you again next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.